Welcome everyone to the Ohr Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Petet. We'll begin on Pechet and Mulbet at, at uh, two dots, it's eight lines in the bottom of the page. Today's Daf is available. Those who want this good, please contact Rabbi Shlomo Heber. Says the Gemara, Tzricha get mizeh umizeh. A woman who got married because the Betin told her to get married with one witness, saying that her husband is dead. Then the husband comes back needs a get from both the first husband and the second husband. The Gemara is going to now analyze. We understand why you need a get from the first husband. She was fully married to him, and then she slept with somebody else, so she needs a get from him. Because she was married, she needs to get divorced. And the Mishani, Amai, is an Alma'i. Since when do you need a get from a person who's an adulterer? The guy, basically the second husband, the 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 bia was zinut, and if it's zinut, there's no. She's not married. It was a sin, but she's not married. She doesn't need to get. We're worried that maybe people will say that the first guy must have divorced her and the second guy married her. And people will think that a married woman could leave the second marriage in quotes. Without a get. If so, what about the next mission? If they told her that her husband died and she did Kiddushin with somebody, then her husband came, she can go back. Hatam Nami over there also. We should say the same question. We should say that it looks like the first one must have divorced her and the second one did Kiddushin to her. And the fact that we let her go back without a get should imply that a married woman could go married woman go, go, could go out without a get. After all, the kiddushin is also a marriage. Says the Olam get actually over there. We will make you go, let you go back to the first one, but we do require a get from the second one before you go back to the first one. That would sound like a person, it, it looks like this guy got a get from the second one, like, because we're going to make her get a get, and then the first one remarries her. You're not allowed to remarry your wife after she marries somebody else. Mara says, yes. Our mission is going like Rosa Ben Kippar, who holds that the only time you're not allowed to remarry your wife after she marries somebody else is in the event that she did Nisuin. But we're speaking of if you just did Edusin, you are allowed to remarry the first husband. And that's the case over here. He says, Mark, it can't be. If the safe of the thing says, and even though he gave her a get, he, he didn't make her paso from the kiwuna, mechlad lo bai get, that sounds like you don't need to get because even though he gave her a get, you don't. You're not pasul. It sounds like she doesn't get. Do you buy get the milo pasul from the kuna? Because if she needed to get from him, then that should make her pasul for the kuna with that get. In the sefer, people are going to say, "Oh, it was a kedusha taut," and therefore, since they're going to say. Since it was just a Kiddushin, they're going to say it was a mistake, and therefore, 
They don't need to get in that case. We're changing what we said. Now we're saying that there was no get. Mara says, well, if so, Rishonami, I mean, it's Rishonami. The same way they'll say it was a Kedusha Ta'ut, so it didn't need to get. In, in the ratio where it was a full marriage, why don't we assume that the people will say that the second marriage was a mistake, it doesn't need to get, and you shouldn't need to get? Mara says, you're right. Kansuo Rabbanan. The rabbis punished her. Since she got remarried with one witness, therefore they punished her that she has to get a get. So if, if she got rem- if she got a kiddushin, why don't we make her get a get? In the race, she did avera, so therefore the rabbis gave her. A knas. She did avera because she actually had relations. In the sefer, which only the kedushin, she didn't do an isura. She took a kedushin that didn't work, but that's not isura per se. Look, the rabbis did not make a knas for her to get a get. So the whole get from the second guy is a knas. Mishnah said en la In this case, she can't. She loses her ksuba. Why does she lose her ksuba? She had a ksuba from the first husband. My time to Ketubah, why did the rabbis make a ketubah for any lady in the world? We don't want him to be easy to divorce her. A divorce is really for technically easy. You give it to her, she doesn't have to agree. And Midoraita should be easy to divorce your wife. The rabbis make a ketubah in order to put an impediment for a person to divorce his wife easily. But ha, in this girl, since she sinned with somebody else, we want the husband to get rid of her, and therefore we get rid of the ketubah in order to take away any obstacles which might prevent him from divorcing him. We said, En la perot, mizonot, belot. Why? All these things are tonight ketubah. Perot, mizonot, and belot are conditions of the ketubah. They come as part of the ketubah. A war to her. For, for various reasons, and since the the same way you lose the ketubah, you lose those also. We said, if she took any of the payments from either husband, then she has to return it. obvious. You might have thought, once she took it already, you let her keep it. Yeah, we won't give it to her, but once she took it already, why should we take it away from her? Kamash, when we take it away from her, her anyway. Now the Mishnah had said, Havlad Mamzer, the kids of Mamzer. Now technically, kids of Mamzer from the second husband is obvious, but from the first husband should not be a Mamzer. Let's see why where it comes from. We're going to go to a different Mishnah. Kinan Hatim we learned over there. And Tomim Latamer Tahor. If a person has two piles of fruit, in his field, right? He has a hundred bushels of of olives, and of the hundred bushels, three of them are tameh, and they won't be good for many different things. They're actually tameh, and the, most of them are tahor. The ninety-seven are tahor. Now he has to separate two for truma. He might think to himself, "You know something? I might as well separate the tameh ones that I'm not going to want to use anyway." And I'll use them as truma for the tower. 
Now, Tamei Truma can't be eaten. It's not really a nice thing to do. You shouldn't, you can't, you can't separate it. V'im Talam, but if you did, Bishogeg, if you did it by accident, it's a good Truma. Memezid, loss of Lokum. If you did it on purpose, it's nothing. My loss of Lokum, what does it mean, did nothing? It means he did nothing. Even that, which is Chuma, is all Tevil. He didn't do anything. That's according to Chista. So it's Machloket. Chista says, that even the two, when we said it's nothing because you did it on purpose, it means that the two, it means simply, like it, like it sounds, those two bushels of wheat, of olives that you separated truba are not truba. And the 98 other ones are still tevel because no one separated truba from them. According to Nathan Osha, it means that the 98 are still tevel but you separate the two that you separate are still truma, so the, the two that you separate you lose the truma fight, but you still have to separate more. Because if you say it's truma, then maybe a guy won't separate a second time. If you call it truma, then if we tell the guy, by the way, the two that separate truma, you need to separate more. He might not separate more, and he'll end up eating tevil. I says, oh yeah? Is that why Chista says that it's not Truma? Why would Chista agrees to the Mishnayot? And there's a similar case in Mishnayot. He doesn't have a problem with that. What's the case? If a guy separates a cucumber and it turns out that it's bitter, Avatiach separates a melon, and it's rotten melon, and you'll do it again. So the same way if you separated a, a, a spoiled piece of produce. We say it's true, man, you have to do another one. Why can't we say the same thing on Tamer? Mar says, Shogeg Amazid, can I make you asking question from Shogeg Amazid? Shogeg Avadi When you Shogeg, you do an Avera. And therefore, this is a guy who's not going to do another Avera because he didn't do an Avera. And therefore, we can, we can make a gizin on him. Mezid Kavir said, if this guy did it on purpose, we're afraid he'll do a second one on purpose. And therefore, that's why Abchista says, even though I know the Mishnah is true, but I wouldn't do the same thing in a Mezid case. Mar says, well, Rami Shogeg. A Shogeg, well, that's the question of Shogeg, Shogeg. Over here we said that you did a bishogeg when you did chuma on another. You did tamer chuma. You separated tamer produce for chuma on about other produce. Talacha was that it worked. And over there we have to redo it again. Why? Why two two different laws by shogeg? Hatam shogeg karol mazid tibale le le we're stricter in that case because over there you could have tasted it first to make sure that it's good before you separate here you can't taste on something that's time so therefore we're more lenient on you and we and you did a by us 
we don't make it that you that we don't give you the knas that it becomes truma. Says the Gemara, You could ask the question from mezid to mezid. It's not the same thing between tuma and spoiled. Here we said in Tameh, if you didn't mezid, you didn't do anything. Hatem tenan, hatunem misein nekuv al nekuv. If you separate mishein nekuv from a un a pot without a hole in the bottom, which doesn't really need truma, on on a pot with a hole in that doesn't need truma, truma, it's truma, obviously, and you have to do it again. Why don't we say that it goes back to be tevel? If a guy did it on purpose, we should assume that we should make it knas. I'm sorry, we should assume that we don't make it knas like we did by us, according to Rechista. says, Betray money, tzayit. Bechad manolot tzayit. When it was in two different parts, he's going to listen, he's going to make another truma. But if it was in the same pot... We're worried that he's going to ignore it and not follow the rule. And therefore, we make him redo it. That's according to Chista, according to Natan Osha, who says, and you did nothing but Mezid in the Tamei and Tahor. It means... You didn't fix it. I will to have it, but it is true. What is he going to explain? What's the difference in the case of Minakuva Nakuv? In that case, we said When you separate it from Nakuv, which doesn't need, which needs Chuma, what doesn't need Chuma? It's a good Chuma. But you have to separate Chuma from a different place. Shani Hacham, over there it's different. Sorry, Shani Hacham, here it's different. The Midoraita Chuma Ma'alita Hiki Rabbi Eli. In our case, Midoraita, it's good Chuma like Rabbi Eli. Why? Dama Rabbi Eli. Minayim Termina Al Hayafa. How do we know if you separate from the bad on the good? If you separate Chuma from the bad stuff for the good stuff? Even though you're not supposed to do that, it still works. You won't have a sin when you separate the best part of it. Sounds like if you separate the bad, you get a sin. Now, if it doesn't get holy, obviously it's not a sin. If it doesn't work, right? So here, here you see that it works. So the fact that there's no sin when you do the good one sounds like there is sin when you do the bad one. Now, there is sin when you do the bad one. That means, you, that means it was effective. If it was effective, then it should work. Okay, so this is the Gemara.
Even what you separate becomes tevil and needs to be needs truma. My tema, what's the reason? The rabbis are worried that maybe the guy is not going to redo it. How is it possible that if you're telling me the whole thing is we're afraid that if if we don't you have a fellow, the case our case you have a fellow, he goes over to the two Tame piles and he used them as truma for the other ones. Now According to this rabbi, when we said he did nothing, since he did it on purpose, he did nothing, it means that even what he made, what he made truma is not truma. Now, if, if that's if that's not true midoraita, I mean it's only a rabbinic rule so to make sure that the guy follows that rules, that means midoraita really was good, and the rabbis took it away. What right do the rabbis have to take something that's truma and say it's not truma and let let somebody eat it? You're going to make because right now the guy's going to separate 2% from the other place, and this stuff is going to be edible. How can they do that? Amaleh. You don't agree the rabbis can knock off a rule from the Torah? But at the time we learned, in our Mishnah, if the woman got remarried without, with only a one witness with the Betin, uh, and the husband comes home, the kids are Mamzer from both of them. I understand why you're a mamzer from the second guy because you weren't married to him and you slept with him and you had a baby. And we show him why is your why is the kid a mamzer from the first one? Ishtohu, it's still his wife. The first guy he left, he came back and his wife has done the new stuff, but still his wife. How can the kid mamzer? You say, well, it's a good mamzer. It's a good style. Kashin le mamzer, you call the guy mamzer. Obviously, the rabbis could uproot the Torah. Amle. Which means, even the kid from the first, second wife is mutar to marry Mamzeret girl because he's really a Mamzer from the second one. But the first one, who really wasn't a Mamzer, and the rabbis are just strict on him, he's Asur to marry Mamzeret. He's only a mamzer because he can't marry about Yisrael. But this this type of kid, Mamzer de Rabbanan, is a real dangerous kid. Because he really can't marry anyone. He can't marry a mamzer because he's not really a mamzer. He can't marry by yourself because he's considered a rabbinical mamzer. Shalach le'rav chiste rabba biyad acha barav huna. Says ve'en betin matin la'akor de rabba Torah. What you think? The betin can't uproot something in Torah and make truma not truma. But then you learned. Me'emr ta'edam yoresh edishtok ketana. At what point does a person able to inherit his wife who's a katana. When she reaches maturity, means when she's mature. She has to bring hairs and be 12 years old. 
married. There's a when she has relations with him. and he can go to her funeral if he's a Kohen, and she can eat Juma because of him. says, when she I'd rather switch it. After she goes to the chuppah and she gets older. You say when she goes to the chuppah, if she's old enough, the chuppah will work. And then you can never know. If it's not, it doesn't work. Reza says she has to have relations first. What do you mean? I thought that Be'elazad says that a person cannot fully get married at all. Which means that he holds that the kid's not old enough to uh, be mature, and therefore it doesn't really work to get you fully married. It's not avera, but it doesn't do anything. And he can't go to the, he can't go to the, if he's a queen, he can't even go to the funeral. So how can he say that beyond listening? Emma, rather, he switches his mishig dal to baal. He says you have to go in another. She has to get older, and then he has relations with her. Katani miat yoshah. We see from here that once they're older, he inherits her. But this girl. The father is the one who inherits her. And only the husband inherits her. And therefore, you see the Chachamim are uprooting and giving the money from the father to the kid. Now, why is it the father would, would inherit her? Okay, so the answer over here is that since this girl was married by her brother, and therefore she's subject to mi'un. If she's married by the father, she'll be fully married. She's married by the brother. And therefore, midiraita, she's really single. So what for the fact that the brother married her off? If you look through the Torah's glasses, this girl should be should be free. And therefore, if she's not married, her brother will inherit her. How could the husband inherit her? Must be the rabbis could uproot it. Most you can't compare. That is not a, the rabbis don't have the rule, the 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 right to do whatever they want there. Over there, hefker betin haya hefker. Over there was hefker betin and made him hefker. Damar bitzchak minayin shefker betin have a hefker. How do we know that betin says something is hefker? It's hefker. Shneimar chol shelo yavol l'shlosh teamim. Everyone 
At that point, Ezra said, he wanted to make a gathering. Ezra had come back from, from Bavel to build the second Beit HaMikdash, and he wanted people to get rid of their green wives. And he made an announcement that anyone who doesn't come to the assembly that we're making, where he was going to talk about how bad it is to marry a Goya wife, whoever doesn't come, we're going, he, he threatened them that he's going to take away all, all his property, and he'll be kicked out. Now, how can he threaten to take away the property? Obviously, that's Hefkebez and Hefder. It's different than our case, where we're getting rid of the Doraita completely. So this is what Yeshua Benun and, and Elazar Kohen gave to the, to, the, to the families. How did he give it to the Hashim and Just like the fathers could give whatever they want to their kids. So to the head of the people could give the people whatever they want. We said, we said that the husband could go to her funeral. Her father is allowed to touch her. We're going to make that the husband is allowed to touch her. How could the Chachamim do that if she's not really married? So this bright had said that this girl who's less, who's married by her brother, the one thing was the who, who inherits her. That's one thing. But you see also that the husband, this husband, once he goes to the chuppah with her, according to Bet Hillel, is allowed to go to her funeral. How can he go to the funeral? But they're right that they're not married at all. If he's a kohen, he can't go. Moses says no. The reason why he can go is because of the mitzvah. Even a Kohen is allowed to go to the funeral of a person who has no one to bury her. And this lady has no one to bury her, since she's his wife, and no one's going to bury her. And therefore, that's why he's allowed to go to the funeral. He says, If people are going to bury him, it's not a mitzvah. And therefore, over here, this girl, she died, but she might have relatives. Why would you call her a mitzvah? So what? She's married. Since they're not inheriting her, they're not going to want to help her. And therefore, he can't, he ha- if she if she's dies, he's allowed to go to the funeral because she's in that mitzvah. Okay, we're going to stop over here at the top words of the page. No, actually, let's just finish a little more. We said before, that she could eat truma. How should I eat truma? You see, if she was Israel and she married a Kohen, by her brother marrying her off to a Kohen, how could she eat truma? I thought right that she's not married. Mara says, you're right. But truma de Rabbanan, we're talking about a case of truma de Rabbanan. Okay, we're going to stop over here at the words Tashma, top line. Baruch Adonai, Amen, Amen.